Good evening, and I am glad to be with you again, and I pray that you've had a wonderful day, that you were able to enjoy the sunshine, that you had a wonderful Sunday yesterday at church, that you had a wonderful Sunday evening at church. You say, well, preacher, I don't have a church that has Sunday night church. Well, go to church somewhere that does on Sunday nights. And uh, uh, you say, well, I don't believe in Sunday night church. Well, the Bible says meet more often as the days approach. So uh, find you a place on Sundays to worship and to just really hear from the Lord. And uh, I want to thank you for praying for me and our family over the last week. Still not uh, firing on all cylinders, but we are uh, good enough to be a one-legged man in a butt-kicking contest. And so uh, uh, my wife and some of our children are still sick. Uh, they had strep, but I got strep. Now they've got something else. We've all been, the kid, our wife and I have been tested. It's not the COVID, so you can be around us and not be worried. Uh, but uh, hopefully I've got enough voice to get through tonight. And if not, we'll just shut her down early. But uh, I want to thank Lucas. If you don't know Lucas, who did the two devotions, Lucas is a dear friend, deacon here at the church. Lucas runs all of our media stuff. So he's the, the, the expert behind the camera that makes everything happen here at church. And uh, and so it was a big step of faith for him to step out and do that. And I really, really do appreciate it. Uh, Philippians chapter two, just to recap what he talked to you about. Because if you miss Philippians chapter two, verses one through 11, you miss everything the Bible's trying to teach you. Because in Philippians two, it talks about how Jesus is the son of God. He is God. Jesus was not created. Jesus has always been. You believe that Jesus was created like some groups of people who, uh, and I won't name names just because I don't want you to stone me, but Jesus was not created. Jesus was not born. He has always existed. Now he took on flesh at the incarnation and became a man and God, but he's always been God. And so the Bible says that Jesus is the one who hung the stars in the sky. The Bible says that Jesus is the one that everything that was made through. And the Bible says everything was made by him and for him and through him. And so Jesus is the Prince of Heaven. All throughout eternity, before man was created, the heavens were created, Jesus was and, was and is and always will be. And so when you think about who God is, it's an amazing thing. He's bigger than us. He's higher than us. He's, he's almost incomprehensible outside of the spirit of God. And so Jesus has always been worshiped and revered in heaven. He's always had the power and authority of God. And Philippians 2 says, but then he was born of a virgin, a miraculous birth, took on the limitations of our flesh, sickness, 
Tyre, the temptation of sin, took that for us. You say the cross was bad enough, but I don't know about you, but the temptation of sin is enough of a pain in that you know what to, to make you want to go to heaven. The, the, the difficulties of loss, Jesus would have watched as people in his hometown would have died. He would have uh, watched as his own earthly father died, apparently, because he's no longer mentioned after a certain point of time. Jesus probably would have had earthly aunts and uncles, grandparents, and uh, that died. He experienced loss. He experienced the struggle with sin, even though he did not sin. He would have struggled with people lying and hurting him, and he would have struggled with growing up in a time when, when he would have been born to most people out of wedlock. And that is a sex before marriage is a sin, regardless of what our society says, but Jesus, we know that Jesus' mother was pure and didn't do that. But you can imagine what the old men at the coffee shop said. Yeah, God got her pregnant. But anyway, he grows up in this. And Philippians 2, 1 through 11 talks about, but yet Jesus didn't think it was unfair to go through this, even though he was God, even though he was the King of kings and Lord of lords. He didn't consider it robbery. There's an old song that I love. And it says that when he was on the cross, uh, that he thirsted, right? Drink of water. But yet he made the oceans. He said he thirsted, but he made the rivers. He thirsted, but he makes the rain. But, but he didn't consider it robbery to go through all of that. But why? because he humbled himself knowing that Jacob Gray needed a savior, that Jacob Gray is a sinful man who needed someone to forgive him. And that's what he came to do. And so Jesus died willingly, suffered willingly for us. And that heart and attitude that he had is given to us when we get saved. You say, well, Jake, I don't have that attitude. Then maybe you're not saved. Or maybe you have been saved, but you have backslidden. Because when we come to verse 12, after Jesus is being talked about here in Philippians 2. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in the absence of, Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do good for his pleasure. Now, this verse has been used by many people to say, well, you've got to earn your salvation. No, 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 no. You have been given the gift. Now use it. You've been given the gift of salvation through faith. Now, what are you going to do with it? You've been given a second chance. You've been given a new hope. You've been given something brand new. Been made brand new. Now what you gonna do with it? Because what he's saying here is, you're growing in your faith is something that God begins to do. But you've got to be obedient. You say, well, Jake, I can grow in my faith and not obey God. No you cannot. 
You say, well, Jake, I don't have a desire to obey God. Then Jesus isn't in your heart and life. Now there's a struggle. But what this says is that when you got born again, the way you think, the way you talk, the way you live begins to change because Jesus has changed you. And Paul says, obey. Do the things God wants you to do. Step out in faith. Honor him with everything that you do. Now, this isn't very popular in today's church, and that's okay. It's popular with Jesus. But we used to teach a thing called personal holiness. And that is that I want to live like Jesus. I want to turn from my sin. I want to run from it and honor God in every area of my life. You used to hear the old preachers quote things like, whatever you do for the Lord, do it all for the Lord's glory. That means how you spend your money, where you spend your time, how you talk at the ball game, how you live at home behind closed doors. All of that reflected on Jesus and what he did for you. And because he gave up everything, I'm willing to give up everything for him. But those days are gone in a lot of people's minds and thoughts. Jesus' love, Jesus' forgiveness, and he is those things. But if he was willing to give up everything and sacrifice everything and suffer everything, even though he was the king of kings, he says, well, you and I have no excuse. And so tonight, my challenge to you is let him grow you in your faith. Let him strengthen you. Let him convict you of those things. Let him continue to change your taste. I have been eating healthy before I got sick and lost about, oh, 20 pounds or so. And, and then I got sick and lost a whole bunch more weight. And so now I'm down about 35 pounds and I want to be down about, uh, about 36 more. But anyway, but the way I eat has changed. But what I can tell you is now that I have stopped eating the things I wanted to, there's a lot of food that I don't even want. My tastes have changed. If you'd have told me a good old plate full of steaming broccoli would have been good, I'd have told you you was nuts. But I'm telling you, you put a big old plate of steaming, freshly cooked broccoli, boy, I'll go out loud as a fat person at cake. I'm, it's just, it's what I want. Why? Because something's changed. Friends, that's the same way when you get saved. Jesus begins to change the things you want, the things you go after, because he is living in your heart. And so I'm so looking forward to the rest of the book of Philippians. Again, thank you for your prayers and, and love and, and all the things you've done. And I pray that God will bless you. If I can do anything for you, send me a message, send me a text, and God bless you and your family.